Hello, everyone. Welcome to the E Pray Thought Podcast. I am Savoy Jefferson, your host, your head doctress, your number one thought ally, the undisputed bussy champion, as well as the number one bussy champion, because a lot of people always will call me the number one bussy champion, even though it's the undisputed bussy champion, but I'll take both because, you know, either way it goes. I'm Beyonce, um, especially when it comes to the bussy. Um, a bussy star is born. Top five bussy, dead or alive. Oh, did I say a bussy star is born already? You did. Damn. Damn. Anyways. But you know what you haven't said. You, this is the essence of Le Bussy. And, and the baddest bussy alive. Thank you. And we have, go ahead, introduce yourself or whatever. Oh, you do this every time. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I, no, you do this every time, like, because, y'all, I'm here. I ain't got AKAs today. <laughs> really, Amber, you ain't going to give them an AKA? You know what? Uh, what I say? Do Alexa Tina knows? <laughs> Don't shout out Do Alexa Tina, y'all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Take your meds. Call your mom, all that good stuff. Okay. Amber ain't gay. I'm here. Ain't gay today. But she here. I'm here. She not queer. Um, I'm not. But I, I'm here and I'm queer. Mm-hmm. Um, today's episode, this is episode 209, entitled Soul Food. To those of you who may be new to the podcast, we entitle every episode beforehand. Soul Food came to my heart because for some reason this morning while I was making my oatmeal, I started singing Mama. And, and I don't know why, but that just came to my spirit. And I was like, I love oh, that song. Right? It's a good song. So I was like, you know, you know, I love you. You know, I love you. Babyface did what he had to do. You on that, child. On that, mm. that whole Soul Food soundtrack Ooh, is. Did what he so had to I've do. been in love. Come on, time, time or two. But in the end, I still chose you. <laughs> No one can make me feel this way. way. Woo, Drew Hill. Anyway, Ooh. so Ooh. I make me go down a little bit. Like, right, Ooh. right. So Soul Food is just like that movie, but in particular, I always tell people, um, what was what was what was I know it's cousin Faith. Who's what's the cousin name? Faith? But what, Michael Bay or what is whatever you Michael him. his name is Michael Beach. But the Michael nigga Beach. Vanessa Williams' husband mm-hmm. in Soul Food, he cheats with cousin Faith. He mm-hmm. also cheats on Angela Bass and Wayne to XL. So he has like a special type 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 of um wave. So because of him, whenever I meet niggas who have that same type of hair pattern and texture in their ways, I always tell them they got Michael Beach ways and I can't trust you <laughs> because he's cheating on he's a dog ass nigga in every movie. So therefore he knows that character very well. So therefore I believe that anyone who has waves similar to that is also a bitch ass nigga. Mm. Um but I'm not bitter. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> fun fact about Soul Food mm-hmm. is my grandfather was Uncle Pete in the original movie. Oh yes, that is right. And uh, it's just, I always love watching it because he passed away, R.I.P. And uh, and it's actually kind of cool having, you know, a, a grandfather who is an actor because I can go back to movies and watch it. And even though they're obviously playing a role and that's mm-hmm. not my grandfather, my grandfather's not mentally challenged. But... It's just dope, like, 
just mm-hmm. seeing him and just being able to like feel his presence so shout out to my grandfather i forgot shout about that amber i really did forget about that because i feel like that was one of like the first things you told me about you. <laughs> i was like hello hi i'm famous <laughs> no but i remember like i just remember us talking he was like yeah my grand my granddad is famous and i was like huh that ain't famous though but but you was like but you were still <laughs> yeah. like like he was like he was like he was in entertainment and i was like do and he was like he's the father he mm-hmm. was the uncle p and so forth and i was like what Mm-hmm. Anyways, 10 mm-hmm. years ago, me and Amber have been friends for 10 years. Shout out to our friendship. Shout out to us. I'm grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful for My you, too. My is grateful. Gra- I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm grateful for you, too. I am grateful Oh, I thought you were saying, like, you are grateful. Never mind. I you, th- you thought I said I was grateful, your boozy? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Shout out to so us. Funny. I love you. To, I love I you love too. You know I love you. You know I love you. Okay. Um, we have, I know y'all heard that third voice. So we have a lovely guest, somebody I've been wanting to have on the podcast for a very, very long time because I just think she's one of the funniest motherfuckers in the world. <laughs> she's the author. She um, she wrote the, the book. It's entitled The M in Man is for Money. Yes. She's Damn. a finance guru, influencer, <laughs> a former podcaster. Yeah. You know, she don't she don't do that no more because she make money moves. She don't dance. <laughs> she don't podcast. She make money moves. Oh. <laughs> and just a blogger, everything. Yeah. Passport, is there anything that you pa- anyways, well all thoughts, welcome passport cutting. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. Thank you. Right, thank you. Right. So um Cuddy, is there anything you would like to, any fun facts you would like to tell us about us? Any little known things the oh. girls don't know? Oh my God. About you? Don't know? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I put all my business out there. Jesus. <laughs> There's um, got to be something random. Random like yeah. anything? Yeah. Oh. Um. We gotta come back to that. Like, okay. I gotta think about. Like, I gotta search my brain about a fun okay. fact for me that okay. like nobody knows. That's like super weird. Okay. Oh, it ain't it gotta be super weird. So, but like, yeah, that people wouldn't normally know because I do talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you you think about it, just stop me mid question or whatever yeah. the case may be. Okay. And that's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming. So we start the show the same way every time, which is bussy bussy pep talks, which is one reason. What is bussy? So bussy is um, wow. So bussy is boy pussy. Okay, I um, thought so, but, but I just was pussy. like, you know what? Let me just yeah, just make sure get yeah. this out the way yeah. and clarify because I'm a bussy miss <laughs> or a bottomist. Okay, um, we teach bottoms that to shrink themselves to shrink themselves yeah to shrink themselves we can we say you can have two dick but you can have dick but not too much um, <laughs> that's not what we tell you know him. what Cuddy don't <laughs> listen to him okay <laughs> he's a fool I love that part though we, we tell sorry you can have dick but not too much um anyway so Bussy Pep Talks is one reason why we're proud of ourselves or we're just like accomplishment we want to we want to um celebrate for the week or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be I can start um mine would be I turned 33 <gasps> happy yes, birthday earlier this week thank you happy Scorpio birthday. Diva um <laughs> damn <laughs> Damn, Cuddy. Already Scorpio slander. <laughs> You're a Scorpio too? No, I'm no. a Scorpio moon. Okay. She, yeah, she's a Leo. Who? 
Amber. I'm Leo. Oh. Oh. oh, wow. Wow. I was like, how'd you know? <laughs> Anyways, um, I turned 33, which is my, my, my Jesus year. I'm very excited. Um, 32 was a learning process. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for what 33 is going to bring. Um, yeah, for all the greatnesses that will happen. Amber, do you have a pussy pep talk for this week? Yeah, I'm sorry that I was, uh, you know, really depressed, y'all, in the beginning. And, <laughs> you know, not turned like uh, I should have been. But um, I'm just really grateful that I'm, I say this every week, but I am grateful that I'm here. And I just, just showed up, like, as someone who does, like, deal with depression. And it's, like, this week has been, like, very trying and very, very hard for me. And being able to just like show up to things that I actually want to um, is a blessing. And so I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful to, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that you're here too. Yes. All right, Cuddy, what's your pussy pep talk? Um, This week has been very clarifying for me because I was talking about this on my live this morning, right? Like, we get to this everybody wants to feel better in what they do or Mm -hmm. i mean their lives and all this stuff if they're not feeling well like just emotionally mentally physically they are just kind of like in this funk right Mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't actually do the work to get out of it they're just kind of like wallowing in it like waiting for it to pass but often you have to like really climb out of it you know and there's several ways for you to do it yourself to climb out of it whether it's therapy or exercising or reading or just you know like some alone time whatever whatever you figure out is the thing that you need to do to start like detoxing and getting all the negativity out of your life and it was like I was proud of myself because I don't feel like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like that for a long time. And I'll read my DMs and people will talk to me on the phone or whatever. And they're telling me all of this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm so proud of myself that I actually did the work to get out of that space. And that was something that literally happened this week because... I was just laughing about it on live this morning. I was like, yo, I used to be fucking crazy. (laughs) You know, it's and it feels good to know that I have that control over myself now. I have some clarity. I have peace. I have um, and even if I'm not having such a bad, you know, such a great day, it's like, all right, today, you know, we'll be better in a couple of minutes, a couple of hours, a couple tomorrow, whatever. So. Um, yeah, that's something that I was really proud of myself about this week because I was like, it took a long time. It took a long time to get out of that. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Oh, child. <laughs> it ain't easy. <laughs> All right. So we start the podcast with Eat. You pray that, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, in your opinion, because you know you are a finance guru, in your opinion, <laughs> what is the best meal to make when you are on a budget? So this is like oh god. <laughs> Ooh, first of all, does that mean like but it could be anything or like healthy or non-healthy um, or what? We can do healthy and non-healthy. I feel like spaghetti stretches over a bunch of days. Ooh, child. <laughs> yes it does. Correct. So I do feel like 
spaghetti could probably take you for about three days, four days. If you not that scared of four day old food, because I I'll eat it on the fourth day. People be like, uh uh-uh. oh no, you you. I, a lot of people don't eat leftovers. Yes, I know. Those, like, people, those people are crazy. Spaghetti is man good the next day. It starts being good the next day. <laughs> are you one of those people who believe that spaghetti is better the next yes. day? Yes. Okay. Yes, I really do. Because the sauce has like is not as slippery. It's like it mm. sticks to it. It like it dries up a little. It has some traction. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I love spaghetti the next day. Um, okay. Spaghetti. healthy i feel like spaghetti isn't unhealthy yeah that? it is it is pasta i mean but i mean it ain't like fried per se spaghetti will make you fat period mm. uh, pasta period is that's gonna fair. put weight that's on fair. you that's right you know so i mean we could say that's in the middle but honestly so what's your healthy on the budget i don't right? like to eat healthy <laughs> 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 I don't know her. <laughs> I mean, healthy. Nothing healthy is cheap. That's mm, mm, healthy mm. means expensive. Amen. Yeah. Today, my boss she handed me some walnuts, and I was like, "Thanks," because she knows I like them. And like when I'm on my diet, I'm not supposed to have like you know. We usually eat snacks like cake and cupcakes mm. and this and that. And so she knew I was trying to eat better, and she's like, "Hey, I bought you some walnuts because that's what I like." And she's like, and they are organic. And I was like, and what does that mean? She was like, I don't know. I said it means $5 more. That's it. That's all that it means. You know? Yeah, I don't know what (laughs) organic walnut. Exactly. I'm like, come on now. Hmm. Bamboozling. Well, a healthy dish that I usually make when I'm broke broke is like you can rice is also really good you but can rice get, is not healthy no but you can just get like a little bit of like brown rice mm. and then some chickpeas okay um and then also get some kale and then if you if you're like a vegetarian and then you know just put whatever seasoning or whatever on it that's also something really easy and cheap i don't know how to make chickpeas. my chickpeas my, are really easy to make really me neither but my trainer said that brown rice is bootleg too don't don't listen to your trainer. <laughs> I'm telling Trainers you. Trainers are evil. Well, that's what she said. She was like, I was like, so I can have brown rice? She was like, I mean, it's bootleg as hell. They just, she's like, it's all about marketing. It's still, she was like, you really shouldn't be eating rice because it's still going to make you heavy mm-hmm. and put weight on you. And it's still sugar and whatever, starch or whatever the fuck it is. And I was like, okay. Well, she got a trainer and I don't, so listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh child, I got rid of my trainer um a long a year over a year ago. Okay, so you love to travel. Yes. What country or city have you had the best food experience? Food, I love the food in the Caribbean the most. Mm. Like favorite I've, country per se. Jeez. Um, I really like the Bahamas. Mm. Like a lot. Bahamas is one of the places that I can go back over and over and over again, never get tired, eat out there, you know, the whole entire time, the same thing. I'm like a red snapper beast, mm. a fried red snapper from the Atlantic Ocean I've never is like, oh, Jesus. 
So it sounds like you came on yourself. Just no, yeah, me. no, seriously. So I really do love the food in the Caribbean. Um, the, uh, yeah, all like honestly, most of the Caribbean places mm, okay. is where I really like the food because it's fresh, mm. and usually I don't do like hotel food much. Got you. I want to go. I want some natives to cook for me. I want to go to the local spot. I want to eat. So you want the people who go off the resort? Oh yeah. Okay. I hate like all inclusive resorts and stuff mm. because their food is trash and they have those orange juice eggs. <laughs> the ones that you know they come in the cart and then they just pour them in the yellow and they just they so runny. No, no. Yes, orange juice right. eggs. <laughs> I was, at first, I was like, what the fuck is an orange juice egg? But then once you explain, I'm like, oh, yeah. They cool. just, oh, they just make it's a whole bad. bunch of eggs from the carton and put it in the pan. And it gets all soggy and nasty. I don't put no salt, no black pepper, no nothing. <laughs> all right. So the Caribbean, yeah. Bahamas. And, okay. So since you brought it up, you actually are on you you on your weight loss journey or your weight loss oh, go- goals, so to speak. Jesus. What is one food you refuse to give up? Oh, Jesus. Everything. <laughs> My favorite food is big macaroni and cheese. And mm. it's something that if I see it, it's wrap. Okay. I'm cheating. I'm eating it. I'm sneaking it. Um, I'm... I just I have no self control when it comes to baked macaroni and cheese. Are you seeing? Are you around baked macaroni and cheese that often? Yeah. What kind of situations are you putting yourself <laughs> in, Cuddy, where you around baked mac and cheese? And that's regular. so funny that you say that because you would think that it's not in abundance yeah. anywhere, and somehow I don't know how this happened. But we had a black chef at my job, and I walked in there one day. They've been having baked macaroni and cheese every single day. This dude really know how to make everybody turn around like, who the hell? And then he got fired, right? So it's like then right after that, everybody thinking this is the same baked macaroni and cheese. So everybody start eating. They're like, like, what is this? So now all the new people are sitting up there trying to make it the way he made it. And mm-hmm. just everybody's trying to get it back together because they want everybody, thing, right, right? everybody's like ranting and raving about this guy's baked macaroni and cheese. It's literally at my job. That's But that was the weirdest situation because we've never had that before, ever. Okay. And then now all of a sudden it's there every day. Have you ever had the mac and cheese from um it's not baked, but it's from Dig In? Did I? I've been there one time. Okay. And recently actually. It's, I don't know if I had that. It's really good. I get it every time. Why am I blanking? I feel like I had it. I feel like it ain't real cheese or something, or is it organic know. cheese? I don't. I don't know, but I actually have had it and it was good. And yeah, I'm really, really particular when it comes to me too. Uh, and you want to talk about baked mac and cheese? Amber's baked mac, bitch. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, child! I was ready to smack somebody, mama. I was like Amber. Um, I'm just gonna take some more to go. I love baked mac and cheese. Yeah, it was. Ooh, mm-hmm. Amber. Ooh. And most restaurants don't have good baked mac and cheese, mm-hmm. so it's no. like it's all about being homemade mm-hmm. somebody just really know and i like different ones so i'm cool with everybody making it a different way white cheese yellow cheese mm. you know kobe gouda friggin whatever ricotta what i don't care whatever i'll just try give it, it to me <laughs> just give it to me okay yeah mac and cheese so mm-hmm. 
That's the one thing you refuse to give up. Yeah. What is your go-to comfort food? Oh, Jesus. That, but cupcakes, really. Mm. I, cakes and cupcakes, just. What's your favorite brand of cupcake? Like, are you a Magnolia girl? Are you a Sprinkles girl? Um, Are you? I really, really, really like homemade cupcakes, but Mm. there is um, this uh, bakery on 8th and like 15th called Empire. Okay. Mm. They have really good cupcakes there. Okay. Like really good red velvet, chocolate, like everything. But um other than that, oh um, fancy. Billy's has really good carrot cake carrot cake cupcake. Wow, that's a little tongue twister there. Carrot cake cupcake. Billy's in mm. the Plaza Hotel. Okay. On Fifth Avenue. And then I love Magnolia, um what do you call it? Banana pudding. But <sighs> But I don't really. I eat. hate banana pudding. I don't but, really like, like it either. But, but magnolias. Yes. Ho ho. Yes. Bitch, like, don't I'm, talk to me. Why right, I mean, right, right. Don't right. talk to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, but I really prefer homemade cupcakes. Okay. Homemade. Like anybody can make. You know how like most people like I don't, I don't eat everybody food. I do. <laughs> I don't care. People are very funny about that. Like somebody, I literally was just at. Where was I? Oh, I was at like Ricardo's the other day mm. and somebody was texting me and I was like, sorry, I'm at Ricardo's. I'll watch it later or something. She was like, oh, be careful, girl. My friend seen a roach um, crawling on the counter the other day. I was like, it's cool. I grew up with roaches. It's fine. <laughs> like the hell? Why people always want to like stray you away? Like, I'm like, I had roaches at home. I should have like, we should have fucking had a grade D on our friggin' door. I hate you. <laughs> I swear I'm from New York. Like, we have roaches. This is fair. This is, this is fair. Did y'all have roaches growing up? Um, <laughs> Damn. No. I did. Damn. I did. I did. Damn. Yeah, damn. No, New I, York done did us so dirty. I had roaches <laughs> in Milwaukee and Chicago. Slumlords. Um, <laughs> I had a mouse, too, in Chicago. We had a whole bunch of mice, too. Mm. My first mouse was when I moved to New York City. <laughs> First of all, I would like to say that there was a point in time where me, Amber, almost, that was the first time, that was the one time I thought Amber was going to whip my ass, <laughs> was over that mouse. Because I told her, I was like, because you know, at this point, I had been in New York for like seven years, so I was like, you Calm know, you're, you're seeing a few. So Amber was like hyper. I was shook. Amber was shook, and we were at a restaurant, and like, she talked about it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and normally, I'm just like, I've gotten to the point I know Amber and I right. like we know each other, so right. we know how to handle each other. Yeah. But this is like it was still like we ain't been around each other. We at right. this point she had just moved. Oh, right. But, but right. Right. We hadn't been around each other for a while. Right. But I was like, Amber, where 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 can we just enjoy our dinner? And Amber was like, Look, I am just <laughs> I I went off about this. But then when I told you how big that shit was, that wasn't a mouse, that was a rat. Oh, really? That shit was like this big. You were like, Oh, Oh, it was a rat. It could have been a it rat. It was so. You did not tell me it yes, was a I rat. Yes, no, you did, I did. not, Amber. I, I swear to I God. I swear to God, you were like, because you were like, how big was it? And I was like this, and you were like, oh, usually they're like this big. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different yeah. situation. That's okay. why I was scared. As now fuck. I do. Now I do remember the story. But Amber is she is once again still 
she what? is hyping up the story. <laughs> no, no, no. It was an adult mouse, but it was not a rat. <laughs> because you would have known a rat, bitch. Bitch, that shit, whatever that shit was, shook me, okay? I cannot. But Amber, because I was like, oh, it's a little baby one. So I did a really small size right. with my finger. And Amber did like this. I was right. like, oh, no. Oh, that's an adult mouse. That's a mama. <laughs> but Amber, you can't move it up from mouse to rat thing. It, whatever. It was big as fuck. Anyway. And also, Either let me way, it's really quick, because I'm about to go on this really quick rant. New York, y'all don't have to live like this. Right. Okay? Like, the fact that you, like, I had roaches, I had mice. Right. That's not okay. I know. But, shit, I was the kid. What the hell I was going to do about it? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Shit, I was just as embarrassed and upset about it as anybody. And then, so, for anybody who still got roaches that's going to be listening to this podcast, <laughs> there is this powder that you find on the street called Tempo. Mm. The Spanish people be selling it on like in Harlem and Fordham Road and just all the ghetto places like where the uh, general shopping is, you know, like it could be like 125th Street, Fordham Road, Jerome Avenue, friggin' Jamaica. What is that street in Queens? Jamaica? Jamaica Avenue, mm-hmm. yeah. They be like, tempo, tempo, two for five, two for five, tempo, 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 two for five, two for five. Yeah, pick that up. You got to mix it with boric acid, sprinkle it along the corners of the house. All the roaches is going to come out and die in your face. You're going <laughs> to think that there's a carpet of roaches. You could put it in the cabinets. You could put it in the in the drawers, whatever. And they're going to kill it. We ain't had roaches ever after that. Okay. Like, but seriously. Come on, tempo. No. I, it's, <laughs> no that's true. it's not legal. It's like illegal because it's so strong because they rather it's almost like, you know, the cure for cancer. They not about to like really put that out because the money is in the medicine, you know, so it's kind of like it's the same thing. They not about to put raid and fucking and combat out of out of (laughs) out of business for this strong ass tempo. They not about to do that. So they be selling it. It's like it's like crack. <laughs> it's like crack. All right, all right. <laughs> What's your favorite place to eat in the Bronx? Since you're from the Boogie Down Bronx. Oh, in the Bronx. Where are you from? Where are you from? South Bronx or no North okay. Bronx okay. with the West Indians? Okay. Um. Well, we don't have like restaurants and stuff where you sitting down and eating if it's not like a chain. So it's just like a little, you know, mm-hmm. hole in the wall spot, like. Growing up, my favorite place was, uh, I'm trying to think of the places that's still there because everything is always being sold. Amen. Um, 226th Street and White Plains Road, there's a bakery called Kingston Bakery with the best beef patties and cocoa bread ever. Mm, Oh, so good. (laughs) Um, I don't actually have like a favorite Spanish spot, but a good Spanish spot because there's so many like just pull Oh, 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 oh. There's um, oxtail roti. Well, they say roti, whatever. I don't. I'm not West Indian, so I don't got the little accent. But on Burke Avenue on White Plains Road, it's called. Wait, you not you not West Indian? No, I'm just American. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so fucking rare in New York. I know there ain't no American girl. You ain't. They didn't run you out. <laughs> there ain't no Americans. So um, Burke Avenue on White Plains Road on Burke is called For Roses. They have it's a Trini spot. Mm-hmm. They have really good roti. Okay. And um, like, cause you know we real ethnic in the Bronx, so it's like yeah. West Indian, Spanish, you know, stuff like that. So, and then the third place would be. 
um, it, I think it's a Spanish spot on uh, White Plains Road in Allenton at the corner. They got good Spanish food. Okay. I think it's called Los Primos or something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Los Primos. <laughs> that sounds special. Okay, last eat question. What was your favorite cafeteria meal in elementary or middle school? Oh, um... Oh, I know this one because I was just talking about this the other day. It might have been, I mean, it could have been the chicken nuggets, but um, it could have been the chicken nuggets. Well, does this count? Because in fifth grade, they used to order pizza on Fridays from the from the pizza shop. That counts? Nah, not really. Not really. You mean like out of the cafeteria, yeah, right? Like out of the cafeteria. I would say the chicken nuggets and like the tater tots. Okay. Okay. We had like fake pork chops. Oh my God. We never had that. No, we had fake pork chops. And I feel like I had that when I lived in Chicago. Because I was I lived in Chicago until about nine. And I feel like it was a fake. Wait, no, no. Actually, no. It was Milwaukee. It was Milwaukee. It was a fake pork chop. And it was like, it was shaped like a pork chop. But it wasn't a pork chop. Oh my God. It was pork. It was pork. But it Why was, did they spend money on that? And, but it was breaded too. <laughs> but it was good as fuck and they would always serve with mashed potatoes Amber don't be don't. <laughs> I never know it. I, 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 Amber don't it was good y'all it's, I promise y'all it was good it was just mystery meat I, I'm right? like whoa well I don't know what it was it was like I'm still but I'm still you're here you're still here <laughs> I'm still here Keisha Campbell <laughs> that's funny here here, here. <laughs> alright we gonna go into pray we start praying the same way every same every time. Okay. Every every guest. What okay. is your passion? My passion. Yes. Who have a bunch. Writing is definitely number one. But Okay. Very, very, very close <laughs> winner, like almost a tie, is like designing clothing. Which mm. I don't do, okay. but I want to do. Okay. Like, I do it in my head. <laughs> like, especially when it's time to go outside or find something that I really want to wear. I'm like, I know exactly. I just wish that it would just be made for me, like, immediately. Okay. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what would go perfect with it. I intend to have my own line before I die because okay. I, need, I need. But writing, because I want to write books and then movies oh like movies or series or whatever okay both okay so we gonna we, we gonna come back to that okay we gonna come back to that would you turn so mm, we'll, we'll wait we'll wait so we'll just start because your book is called um so what what why is the m in man for money oh why <laughs> i've yeah. never been asked that question really before. no nobody ever asked why <laughs> it was like a given like it was like you know really mm -hmm, <laughs> well you know here at eat pray thought we like to give the right. girls the, un the right. unexpected <laughs> you know um the m and man is for money came about maybe even almost 10 years ago when i started a tweet mm -hmm. that the tweet literally that's the beginning of a tweet that went viral. This is before watermarking happened and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So you might have seen it all over the internet before. It was 
The M in man is for money. A man with no money is an an. Just an A-N. And A-N stands for another nigga. Because that's what I'm going to find me. That was the whole tweet. <clears throat> and I was Ooh, not Ooh, that sounds like a little Kim verse right there. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> yeah. Another so, nigga. Yeah. Which is what I'm going for. Right. So, um... It was mostly, I was just on Twitter and always heard all of these stories about guys. Well, let me not just say stories like I never experienced that because mm-hmm. I have experienced guys not putting out any money and not in like that. So, <laughs> but it was just a culture of girls just letting guys have all the advantage in the world and not expecting him to do anything he's not taking you out on dates he's not paying for nothing she doesn't want anything he doesn't you know offer anything just just uh nothing no sort of reciprocate sorry no sort of reciprocation at all mm. No balance, you know, and then you got the girls who are online talking about how whack everybody's dick is and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, damn, like, what did you get out of the situation? So that's kind of where the thoughts started forming to this concept where it's like, nah, they got to come with something else because we already know what they want from us. So now I'm about to say to let everybody know what I want from them, mm. you know. So that's really where it originated from. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like dick, but it ain't <laughs> always. It they don't always come, you know, equal. So. <laughs> ah, ah, wherever you took the words, I mm, mm. <laughs> me and Amber, we gonna, we we gonna talk about this right, conversation. Okay. But me and Amber have discussed. I've. Amber yeah. has had, um, she's had better experiences, but I've come in contact with a lot of um, smaller men. Yeah. Or men who just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, let me cover my, my chest because I just get a little upset when That's I think funny. about it. Um, so, kind of like, explain your transition from like twitter personality to author like did you ever see yourself becoming this popular or successful no. writing a book when you started mm-hmm. like because you became like mm-hmm. you just started tweeting then people like mm-hmm. yeah um i always wanted to be an english teacher that's it really yeah just an english teacher oh like that's all that's the only thing i had on the horizon okay <laughs> i've always been good at writing spelling reading (laughs) just that and um i got online i was not working my boyfriend had went to jail i had no nothing to do i was just do just every nothing i wasn't doing anything i wasn't doing shit i was just in (laughs) a point in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't, mm-hmm. I was like, I had graduated from, okay, let me see how it started. Went to college right out of um, high school. Didn't really have any freedom when I was 
at my mom's house. So as we <laughs> so when I got to college and they I would go to class and they weren't gonna call my mom if I didn't go. I was like, oh, you ain't about to call her. Oh, I'm out then. <laughs> this was like my first taste of freedom, hmm. you know. To freedom. Yeah, seriously. So I just kept on saying, oh, I'll catch up, I'll catch up, I'll catch up. And then I left and flunked out after two years because I wasn't going. Mm. Not because I wasn't, I didn't know the work or, you know, I was like just leaving saying that I'm going to, I was, I just started and then dropping classes later than I was able to and all of that stuff. Mm. So then, and that was at Fordham University and then I left and went and and everybody was like, what the hell? Because like I really was a A student. All I got, I went to college on scholarship. Oh wow! So I got college. So I flunked out. So your family. Out. So your mom was looking at you. Extra right. Exactly. <laughs> so I flunked out of college, and then, so just to do something, I went and got an associate's degree, mm-hmm. and then, uh. Right, right after that, I was like, I, st- I, I need a break. And then I got caught up in the street with niggas and, you know, just that life. And it was like, oh, this is fun. And then so I was there for um, like four years not doing shit. And when the dude went to jail, mm-hmm. one of my friends was like, you should get on Twitter. You don't got nothing else to do. Fabulous. He mad funny. Da, da, da. He be doing something. <laughs> I'm mad that somebody <laughs> told you to get on Twitter for fabulous. No, I swear. She was like, he mad funny. I was like, oh, okay. Got on Twitter. And this was the opportunity for me to be blunt, brutally honest, crazy, you know, say whatever I wanted to say. Nobody knew me. Just, it was like, say the craziest thing, shoot it off, enter, you know, send, send, send. And then things started. And then, like, I literally, I tell people all the time, I started with zero followers just like everybody else, you know? Mm -hmm. But I wake up in the morning, have 100 more followers, 200 more followers. Then people started noticing me. And then I was just getting crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. And and it wasn't that I was doing it on purpose for a reaction because I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was really just saying what I thought mm-hmm. or talking about certain things. I was talking about my relationships with guys. I was talking about my experiences. I was talk- I was in drama with a whole bunch of bitches. Because like, you, you were know. fucking with street names. Yeah, like... Street this niggas person. always got drama. Yeah, like all types of stuff. Oh my god, it was it was it was crazy. And um as time went on, people but but a a common theme that I did talk about was guys spending money cuz like by that time in my life, I had already met guys with money that were paying and taking me away on trips and buying me you know, um, gifts and I'm stuff like that. I'm a good luck. Huh? I'm a rebel <laughs> So I started talking about that. And then people would hit me in my, um, on my email, my DMs saying, hey, Cuddy, um, how do you get guys to give you money? Like, I mean, at least five times a week people were asking me the same question over and over Mm -hmm. again and then so from even then but at the time i was only like 24 years old Mm -hmm. so 
I kept on saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book about it. Da, da, da. And then I would give them like a little summary. I'm like, you know, it depends, girl. But And then I just started copying and pasting that same email to every person who asked me. And then, and then five years passed. And then I was 30. And I still hadn't written it. But then eventually, I don't, I don't, I still don't know at what point I said, sit down, write it. I have no clue, but I do remember, I looked back at my phone and the notes, because I wrote my book on my phone. And the whole whole book? Yep. In the notes. Wow. And because my focus was not there to like sit at a computer and stuff. So I had to get it down. So I... Um, there was a point in my life where I was like going through so much drama with a guy. And when I tell you, I used to text him a motherfucking book. Ooh, I would text him a book, you know, just for a guy to hit back and be like, you wildin'. <laughs> you know, like whatever. Ooh, trigger. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing like, worse than when a right. motherfucker hits you when you write a whole right. three and paragraphs. And they give you a little... Okay. One little, not even, yeah. I guess, I mean, I, right. I'm good. Right, the the You good. Yeah, so dismissive, so passive. So I remember looking at a text one day. I mean, I probably text, you know, you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, he ain't come in, he ain't call, he ain't text, he ain't nothing, whatever. And you know that he ain't about to answer till like 9, 10 o'clock when he fake ass wake up or, you know, like he must have, wherever he passed out at. So now I'm texting from like four o'clock in the morning all the way to like nine o'clock in the morning and I'm scrolling back. I'm like, damn, but you just wrote a whole fucking chapter. And at that moment, I said to myself, nah, you can't be wasting no more time on a nigga. Like, are you crazy? You need to write your book. So I went and I started writing. I said the same way you texting somebody all of this shit, a whole fucking chapter. Mm -hmm. You need to do the same thing. And that's when I started going in my notes and writing the chapters in my notes. And then I would transfer it to Word Mm -hmm. on the computer and then start to organize it. Okay. So that's really so. And then I remember that was two years ago. It was uh, March 2016. Okay. So. That was a long answer, but sorry. No, 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 that's fine. It was thorough. It was no, it was very thorough. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest misconception about you? Oh, I actually just told I just talked to my friend about that this morning on mm-hmm. the phone. Um because people know me to be so crazy mm-hmm. and you know, have all of these um just the commentary that I give, like joking mm-hmm. around and and talking about a whole bunch of dramatic stuff and all of that. People expect a certain answer from me when they come and ask me for advice. Mm-hmm. But I'm super logical and mm-hmm. analytical. And yeah. I mean, I know people see that. They see the common sense and the videos and yeah. the tweets and the this and that. But I know that they expect that I'm going to give them some sort of, you know, outlandish, like, oh, go slash his tires, girl. Go fuck another dude. Go get with another dude. You know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the the advice and the answers that 
are really going to make you feel better. You know, I mean, people in the DMs, they even say it. They're like, oh, wow, Cuddy, I didn't like I didn't expect you to be this serious. I'm like, you really want to feel better or you want to fake like you feel better? Mm. You want to you want to pretend to feel better? You know, she's like, oh, you know, a girl be like, but I still want to get him back. I'm like, nah, because that that ain't doing nothing. You still going to feel like shit. She's like, he's going to make me feel a little bit better. No, it's not. It's not. So I, I think it's I think the I think it's what people think that I am about versus what I really am because I'm really about. I don't want to play these games anymore. You know, mm. it's like a lot of I don't want to be dram- dramatic. I don't want to. I I want people to be really happy, not and and not happy, but happier. Like yeah. Because people just are miserable as hell. Ooh, especially in this, and especially in this motherfucking. Thing. But you can do something for yourself, you know. And people look to other people to make them happier when they can do it themselves. A word, a word. So, you since you have talked about therapy, therapy, how mm. has therapy been helpful for you? Oh my god, it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> therapy is better than sex. Therapy is better than shopping therapy is better than cupcakes (laughs) therapy is better than all of my favorite things in the world because it just makes life so much more clear and it makes it very manageable Mm. so for example uh my first stab at therapy was almost by accident. So let me explain. <laughs> so now um, I was doing decently, but then there was this, I started like, I, I was going through a whole bunch of shit with a dude as usual. It's always about a dude. Always, always about a dude. And that my personal life was getting the best of me and all of that stuff. So I went and um, I was, my my professor emailed me and said, how you expect to pass this class if you ain't never turning nothing? And then I just broke down and started like saying everything that was going on. He was like, as a matter of fact, I think you need to see a counselor. He was like, forget the work, fuck it, whatever. Um, you, you could give it in before the end of the semester, but you should see a counselor on campus. So this is why I said by accident, mm. because I kind of feel like, had you never broken I down. didn't really want to go, but I figured if I didn't have any proof for him that I went, then he would be like, oh, yet another person who just came up with this sob ass excuse or story who just didn't want to do their work or whatever. So I was like, let me just go to be like, oh, I saw Dr. So-and-so, you know, like just to give him like follow up with him and say, oh, yeah, I went because then he would think, oh, she was really serious. She really was going through something, which I was going through something Mm -hmm. and so but i only went to prove to him so that i could pass the class because you know my grandmother always told me that when you lie you gotta lie like that good where you cover all your bases just in case you know so i figured like if i just lied to the same which i didn't really lie but you know I just gave, I just laid on the sob story to him so thick Mm -hmm. that it was like I really had to put the icing on it and go (laughs) to the counselor. And it was only six more weeks left of school. So I went to go see him. 
My first experience with the guy from therapy was the most humbling thing that I can remember happening to me in a very long time. He was physically disabled. His legs were turned in. He had a cane. He, his face was a little deformed. He was Asian. He had like this buzz cut. I was like, when he turned the corner to come and get me, I was thinking to myself, I know this is not who about to help me. Like, cause how he gonna help me? And he was like, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so. I was like, Hi. And when we got into his office, I've, I had my own, mm-hmm. you know, preconceived notions. I'm you, the, I'm, I'm walking in prejudice as hell. Because yeah. I'm like, how the hell he going to help me? And like, you know, I was so ignorant. And we started talking. And in those six weeks that me had changed my life so crazy that he was the first person to teach me how to say no. To like friends, family, everybody. I had struggled and suffered with that for a long time. Always feeling like, you know, guilty about saying no. You know, mm-hmm. oh, if I have more than somebody, I should give it. Be, you know, feeling selfish. All types of stuff. Like just a lot of, you know, uh, like burdens on yeah. me. And he said, so... He was like, why you can't say no? I was like, because I'm going to feel bad. And he was like, and you don't really want to do it, right? And I was like, no. And he was like, so if you do do it, you're not going to feel good about it, right? And I was like, no. And he was like, so if you're not going to feel good about it, if you do it, and you're not going to feel good about it, if you don't do it, then why don't you just not do it then? And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, wait. Revelation. Right, like, wait, 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 wait. But don't it be so weird when you, like, talk doing therapy, like, yeah. and, like, it's the simplest shit, yes. and you be like... Yes. Uh-huh. Like, wait, right. Wait, that's right. what it's been this <laughs> right. whole time? Right. You sure? Right. Uh-uh, you lying. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And they be like, no, that's... And you be like, oh. So you have shared stories about domestic abuse and violence. Uh-huh. Um, how did you decide to get out of that relationship? Well, um, that was a process. It was not easy. Is it never, as I imagine it wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, what's the word? Denial. Mm -hmm. Just not thinking that it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. oh, it's isolated situations. Oh, we were arguing just about this in particular. Shit got a little crazy. You know, oh, he only does that when he's drinking. Oh, you know, just excuses. Mm. And um, people around started seeing what was going on. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hmm. that's a big reason why I had to leave school. Because he was, like, getting out of hand. Stalking, being violent. Like, when my campus security had to walk me back and forth to um, class, he would come in the school. Because, like, when I had transferred... Wait, you had campus security walking you from class? Yeah, like, the public safety people. 
He would be hiding behind my car. He didn't. And his rage was so crazy that he didn't give a fuck who was there to fake ass protect me. That made it worse. Oh, you think I can't beat this nigga? This bitch, whoever the fuck it is. Like he was ready to go, you know? So, um, I remembered, um, as things started going on, I was very embarrassed about the situation. Cause like one time, uh, how it ha- how it really started breaking down, like, mm. and finally how ha- I had to like start doing something was, um, like right before, oh, actually this was before the abuse, but it was crazy because we got into a very big argument mm-hmm. and he uh started he was always, he started by damaging my property ripping up my louis vuitton bags gucci bags stepping on tom ford glasses dolce and gabbana ripping up my clothes doing all and i've always been materialistic you know label whore mm-hmm. since like 17 years old so always had very expensive stuff um he keyed my car wow. like in an uh, in infinity like he he was getting crazy. So that one time, uh, one time he went and he took Pepsi and poured it in my laptop because he had seen me up for the past couple of days doing my papers for the end of my um, for the end of the semester. So I had four final papers on there and my classes were the next day. I had just finished them. But he wanted to, you know. Ruin I'm it. sorry, my eyes just got really big. <laughs> I was just like, okay, <laughs> right. So I went and um, I contacted the, I contacted all the professors. I was like, listen, I don't have no other excuse besides the truth to tell you. I thought of every other excuse I could use to, to hide. You know, what's really going on just to, you know, buy me some time and and it be justifiable why I don't have the paper on time when we had all semester. So since I don't have no other excuse that makes sense, I'm just going to tell the truth. Mm. I did the paper. I did all the papers. You're not the only person that I'm emailing. I had to email all my other professors, too. I went and I... I got into a boy. I've been in a situation with this guy. You know, he got really angry. He poured Pepsi in my laptop. One of the um, classes that I was in, she was a doctor. She was like my communications uh, professor. And she hit me back and was like, come to my office um, tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And when I was standing there in front of her, she was like, you need to get out of this situation because he is going to go from damaging your property to damaging you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. He damages the property because he doesn't want to put his hands on me. He's not like that. He doesn't hit me. Like he only messes up my stuff. She was like, I'm a doctor and this is textbook. He's going to go from damage. She's like, that's how it begins. He's mm-hmm. in six months. He's going to put his hands on you because he's going to go from damaging your property to damaging you. And I was like, okay, you know, like, mm-hmm. all right. All right. Well, you're going to let me um give in the paper late. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, thanks. Yeah, let me like, get out of here. Me, yeah. Got out of there, gave in the paper, whatever. 
I swear on everything, it had to be six months to the fucking day. He started hitting me. And I was like, oh my God. Like, is this is like premonition. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And and it it happened like so I I didn't it 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 just came out of nowhere. Like I didn't mm-hmm. see it getting there, even though clearly other people did you know and just like older people like even my hairdresser at the time she used to like see little bruises on me she she was like swear to god i will kill him you know Mm -hmm. i went to school my eye was fucked up my professor stood up and was like i usually was you know i was fucking teachers but i was like in playwriting class and i was always in front Mm -hmm. and then he called my name and i wasn't there I was like here, but I wasn't in front of him where I usually am. So he was like, where? And then I'm like all the way in the back in the corner. And then he like looked and then he was like, I had on like glasses or something. And then he was like, let me see you outside. And then when I got outside, he's like, take off your glasses. And I took them off and like my eye was fucked up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Alex, I will send some niggas to fucking kill him. Like he didn't come on, real right? He was not playing. He was like, I will send some niggas to fucking kill him. He was like, yo. He was like, you have to, like, you have to get out of that. Like, there's no, re-, you know. Yeah. And as time, it was, and then finally, I met a guy, and I just disappeared. Like, I met a guy on a ski trip. And in a couple of months, I just moved and he didn't know where I was at. So I moved, I switched my job and I stopped going to school. And that's how I got away from him. So have you seen him since? Yeah, because it, it was really hard for like I years had passed because I was my focus was already on this guy. So I wasn't really mm-hmm. paying that much attention to him. But then like when that started weakening like then i started getting weaker would go back but i never let him know where i lived Mm. and then i wasn't working and i didn't go to school so i would see him in public places like or i would go meet him or whatever because and i would still have sex with him and you know like but i never i was like i was vulnerable in that way but then i was still not dumb enough to like create this whole you know environment again where he was gonna be fucking hiding in the staircase of my new place and this and that so it was like but then eventually he went to jail for two years so i was i was able to be like i was a little relieved Mm -hmm. and then when he got out i was already like moved on but i have i had seen him a couple of times over the last 10 years like since it originally started happening it was like real because deep down inside i was like oh i started thinking about the other day i was like that really probably was because i don't really look at certain things as like heartbreak like i get over shit Mm. mad fast but i was like i guess that was like a real that was like my first real heartbreak because it was like, wow, you were really hurting me. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I really loved you. I really cared about you. Like, I would do anything for you. You know, like, whoa. Mm. I was like, oh, shit. So what impact has that had on like future relationships? Like, has it been 
Yeah, it started it making me trust trust people. Or... No, not the trust, but it made me violent. Mm. Like I would hit first. I would expect for it to get physical, so I'd be like squared up, like let's go. And niggas is looking at me like, ain't that serious? The fuck you doing? Like, and I'm like, oh, you're not gonna hit me? Oh, okay, cool, sorry. You know, like, mm. and then, I mean. I don't I don't feel like I carry too much baggage into mm-hmm. different relationships cuz I I that's how I keep on getting fucked over a lot of the times because I give everybody their clean slate. Mm. And that is something that causes me to um people I'm not naive but I don't like to you know say oh my last boyfriend did this so I'm not going to do this with you because of him. Like mm-hmm. I still give people the opportunity to show me themselves. Cause I never really had another abusive situation after that. So with a guy actually hitting me, mm-hmm. I was more discerning than that. And like, if I saw any signs, I would definitely have gotten out of that. But so you believe in clean slates. Oh, I do. Oh, and I know what I was going to say about the um, therapy thing real quick before I forget. Yes. So, something that he said was, I was talking to him about a situation with a friend, and I was like, and I'm so angry. And he was like, no, you're not angry. You're um, you're hurt. He was like, say you're hurt. I was like, I'm not hurt. I was like, I'm not hurt. No, I'm angry. She, she, I'm so mad at her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, you're not. He's like, why you can't admit that you hurt, that she hurt your feelings? And I was like, uh, like, he caught me in my tracks. He was like, you want to say you're mad because it's more powerful. He's like, being mad is like, you know, you're in control. You're mad at her mm-hmm. instead of her hurting your feelings. Yeah. That's more vulnerable. And as time went on, I had to like really start identifying times that my feelings were actually hurt. Versus where being I'm, mad. Yeah, where I'm so like, oh, I'm mad. She pissed me off. Did I fuck her? When in reality, it's like, girl, you ain't freaking made of steel. People hurt you. You you got emotions. You got feelings. Somebody hurt your feelings. Just say that, you yeah. know. And um, that was something that I learned from him because other than that, I was up there acting like. You can't do nothing to me. Like, I was just, you know, like, you couldn't get to me when that's not true. And you shouldn't even feel like you don't have any feelings. Like, you shouldn't even want to feel like that. Exactly. You know, like, just identify it, figure it out, and then move on from there. Like, you know, learn from that. But to be totally emotionless is almost Mm -hmm. like, what are you, dead? You know? I actually have just a question yeah. is um and one i mean thank you for sharing that i know you've already shared this probably in other places but mm-hmm. I'm, i know a lot of women um have gone through a lot of those things and i'm glad that you got out because mm-hmm. it sounds like he probably would have tried to kill you mm-hmm. um but did therapy also help you in um kind of like the clean slate that Mm-mm. you are that you were using or did Mm-mm. therapy help like kind of deal with some of the things that you were dealing with with the abuse no um i didn't go to therapy until much later after the abuse happened but i never really let the abuse 
tear me apart like that. It it was like um I didn't carry it with me the way a lot of women carry it with them and let it linger in their hearts and their minds. It was like I think I think about it, but I didn't it didn't mm. When I went to therapy, I actually have never talked about that yet. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to therapy for like three years. I don't remember talking to... I didn't talk about it with the first guy. And then I went to therapy for like a two years with a woman after that. And I don't remember our sessions really uh, opening that up mm-hmm. because... I was dibbling and dabbling because like when you start to go to therapy, it really, especially long term, like you're like, okay, I'm going to therapy to heal and to get fixed or whatever. You starting back from the beginning, you Mm. know, so you going, you starting back like damn near before you were born or like right when you were born. Mm -hmm. So it's like we hadn't even and then I was in therapy and and I already had a current relationship. So. And our problems really had nothing to do with, they were not anywhere near similar to the abuse problem. So it was like, I was flipping back and forth between childhood and current. And that was somewhere in the middle. So I kind of like passed over that, which I I don't want to, I don't know what it has done to me. Like, I don't know yet. That's still, I'm actually looking for another therapist now because the last one that I was seeing for like the past couple of months, because I like to switch therapists because you get, it's almost like face cream, you know, like you get immune to somebody and you're just like, and she was great, Mm -hmm. but and then I did leave because she was super expensive. She didn't take insurance. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> That's another conversation. Right. So Ooh, I so I went to somebody who took my insurance, but she didn't give me as much feedback, you know. So mm. I was seeing her. I, I was giving her a chance, but I stopped seeing her. So now I'm looking for another. Pre- so now I'm trying to look for a guy. Mm. Um, just because I want to switch it up a little bit, but. Yeah. No, the the abuse wasn't, I don't, like I said, I'm not going to say what it did or didn't do to me, but I didn't. You haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, and I don't believe that it has, it was, it was short-lived. Like, it wasn't a long-term thing. Like, it happened, it literally came like a storm, and it, this was all concentrated into like a good, it wasn't years that I was going through this. It was like a good, uh, maybe the actual physical abuse was like a good six months. And it wasn't daily. It wasn't like one of those situations where you coming home and he's drunk and he's, you know, like all the time and beating on you every single day. It wasn't that. It happened a couple of times over a span of a couple of months and I definitely was like nah this is crazy you know so 
I didn't really let it break me the way it could have had I stayed, if I had a child with him, Mm -hmm. if I, you know, um, was dependent on him financially, which is a big deal. Like a lot of people have kids with these people, you know, they feel like, oh, they're going to take the they're going to sacrifice themselves for the greater good of the family you know they're oh he's a good father he just doesn't treat me good whatever and then on the other hand you have people who cannot live on their own and they don't feel comfortable going revealing their situation or going back home or Mm -hmm. going to a friend's house or going to a shelter they just don't want to use their other resources because there are other resources literally if you don't use other resources, you don't want to. It's not that they aren't there because they really are there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and that's a personal choice. It's not like pointing the finger. Afraid. Yeah. Yeah, but you still don't want to. You think? I think you can be afraid. Yeah, you can be afraid, but it's like you don't want to because you're afraid. Okay. Like, just... it's still a choice, meaning like, if you choose not to because you're afraid, that's the choice that you made because of, you know, how you feel or whatever the case is. It's not that it's not available because one, I feel like once you know that it's available, it really is your decision to use it. Now, if you don't use it, I'm not saying that it's I'm not blaming you yeah. or faulting you. I understand why. Yeah. Because that fear is there. You know how they're going to act. You know what calms them down. You know what, you know, like, and then um, you, it's just such an uncomfortable situation and you kind of feel like, is this really going to be enough for me to get out of it? Because if he catches me, if he finds out where I'm at, if he, if we get, you know, if, for any if he can get to me in some sort of way it's going to be worse so yes all of that fear fear but then it's like but on the other hand there's still that opportunity that maybe it doesn't happen like that yeah you know what i mean so that's why i say it's a choice and like i said not to blame or guilt trip anybody Mm -hmm. it's just like you got to know that if you know that there's options for you like, like I said, there's some people who just don't want to go to back to their mom's house. They don't want to move away. They don't want to whatever there is for them to do. Or even if it's and I'm not saying to stay to like go through the abuse and the pain, like to build yourself up to get out. Because then you never know that next time you could be dead, yeah. you know, but some people still don't. um uh accept the help because there's people who like no they'll you know they try to give you some sort of resources yeah and it's kind of like like you said i get I, it is fear yeah some people don't think it's fear some people think that it's love like some people did you think it was love uh n- what why didn't why i wasn't leaving yeah. immediately no i was in denial i didn't think that it was real i didn't think that this was like a problem I didn't mm-hmm. think that it was going to continue to happen. So you thought it was literally going to be like a one-time situation. Yeah, and then like it just was getting worse and worse and just you're on eggshells. You just never know when he's going to fucking spaz the fuck out, mm-hmm. you know? 
And um, it was just a lot of pain on his behalf. And not to make excuses for him, but, you know, when you grow up and you just look back, you'd be like, damn, you be feeling sorry. Well, I know I do. Like, I don't look at him as a villain. Like, I look at him like, damn, he was fucked up. He was going through it. Mm -hmm. Like, he got demons inside, you know? Um, And that's really... It's it's sad. It's really sad. No, I think because one of our other guests, Darnell, kind of talked about Darnell Moore. He kind of talked about like the fact that his his dad uh-huh. was abusive to his mother, mm-hmm. and how like while it was fucked up, like he, eventually as he got older, he got to look at him as a whole person, yeah, and kind of look at it from like all yeah sides because everybody and not to make excuses once mm-hmm. again, but like everybody has shit right that. People just deal with it in totally different ways. Exactly. And especially if you're on drugs or alcohol or just any sort of other substance that can, you know, black you out and and just and fuck you up. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't even realize. Like, and he was young, too. Like, mm-hmm. he was in his early 20s. I was 21. I was 20. I was like 19, 20, 21, and he was a couple of years older than me. So, you know, you think back to it, you're like, damn, a 24-year-old boy. Like, yeah, you're looking at him like a man at the time, but... He ain't no man. Yeah, like, it was like just pain seeping through his pores, you know? So... That's why therapy is so important, y'all. Like, so when you have that pain seeping through your pores, you can figure out ways to, like, not be abusive or violent or harmful to people you love mm-hmm. yeah i was talking about that today actually because i used to be very um violent after him with guys like they weren't violent back with me but i was ready to fucking whoop his whole ass you know like whoever it was if you cheated on me if you lied to me if i you know if i uh, if you pissed me off, if you if you stood me up, if you I was ready to hurt you because you trying to play with me. And and I'm glad that I, and I literally talked about that today. I was like, thank the fucking Lord that nobody knocked your fucking teeth out because you could have been fucked up putting your hands on somebody. Keep your hands to yourself. Like, it doesn't matter how angry they make you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how disrespectful they get. It doesn't matter how, you know, hurt you are, how jealous, how um, embarrassed, you know. You got to keep your hands to yourself. You have to do the, the right thing. And that's not physically trying to harm someone all right all right so now it feels weird going to the thigh section but we're gonna have to go no, to the no, thigh no, section no, yeah. okay so you recently posted a video about having penis envy <laughs> yes i do ah, ah, ah. Mm. if you had the chance if you if you if you had a chance you could be anyone's penis in the world whose penis would you be Idris Elba. <laughs> How did I know it was going to be the Idris? A man. 
Why? Yes, why? Hey. Idris Elba was the first person that whose penis that I didn't even see, like, for real, that I was like, okay, so I was in the movie theater watching Takers, right? And when he got up out that bed, Bitch! I, I literally, I remember being in the movie and I yelled out in the movie theater. I was like, oh my God. I <laughs> like think we that, all did. Like, out in the open. That was a print, baby. Right. So I was like, Oh, he heavy. He heavy. Mm-hmm. He heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he heavy. He heavy. And I just... And you know what? See, most people... I, I think that now, like, in these days, most people would say Safari. But I'm... Not Amber. No? No? I, shut up. Ah, ah, shut ah, up. Ah. He calls me a size queen. Uh-huh. Every episode. That's one of my AKAs is size queen. <laughs> size queen knows <laughs> so but i gotta give it to the to the original you know like i like originals <laughs> so it's like he came first so i have to say idris okay <sighs> idris penis mm-hmm. all right a man mm-hmm. describe your last sexual experience in three words <sighs> oh lord in three words mm-hmm. three Oh, <laughs> Jesus, blood. Sexual experience in three words. Um, deep. <laughs> um, um, uh, spicy. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, um emotionally deep or like penetration deep or both both <laughs> okay. yeah both okay. uh deep spicy and um intense mm. <laughs> damn the boy moving his mic <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> why you why you uh, had that reaction because my last sexual experience was was the same was all three yeah deep spicy and intense mm-hmm. but we don't we ain't gonna talk about that um because i'm keeping things for myself <laughs> i'm keeping things for myself <laughs> okay see i'm gonna be a listener then don't bring this shit up <laughs> I, I, i'm just simply saying i say it was similar <laughs> i'm just kidding but you know you know as a listener i'd be like let me know a little more <laughs> y'all i will disclose i will disclose this information <laughs> when i feel like it is appropriate i just feel like last time i liked the boy i get i got all y'all hopes up and <laughs> we were we were collective on this and i would just like to take t- take my time and get to know this young man and continue to have the the great sexual experiences and see where it goes <laughs> come on deep spicy so, <laughs> intense so when it is time for me to talk when it is something that i feel a little more um you know what? Fuck it. This is see. This is my issues with control. So never mind. Yes, I had very good sex mm-hmm. right before my birthday. So I want to be in control. So 
it was a good experience. Um, and okay. he is a, a lovely man, and he's taking me out t- tomorrow for my birthday. Uh-oh. Um, oh, I didn't even know that. Got a and date. That's, that's date number four. Um, oh, and nigga ain't got to four dates in a long time. Oh my so, god. We'll see what happens, y'all. Hey. But see, I was gonna try to control the situation. Uh-huh. That's me trying to be controlled. But I've been talking to my therapist, so <laughs> come on, I'm gonna release control and be like, I don't have no control. So either y'all gonna know about them or not know about them. So I'm just gonna tell y'all about them. <laughs> And that's all we gonna also, go. Also, I'm the hood Barbara Walters. I got, <laughs> I got you this. Ah, 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 shut the hell up, Amber. You ain't no damn hood Barbara Walters. <laughs> Anyways. um, that's so funny. What's one idea or notion you had to release in order to create healthier relationships? Um, Controlling everything, probably. So we're the same person. <laughs> um, I... Okay, let me think. Is that the idea that I want? Is that the major thing? Um, yeah, I think controlling other people is something, especially men, that I struggle with and something that I've been saying lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on my live this morning talking about it. I said, listen, I'm going to make some videos about this too. I'm only 32 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So since I'm 32 years old, that means that the majority of my experiences that I've had with men came from my 20s. So I built up all of this um, information and experience and perception of men from a period in time where they're supposed to be fucking. 20s is for fucking and dating and having fun and living your life and seeing who you may want to settle down with when both of y'all get y'all shit together and turn 30. <laughs> like, I believe that people should not get married before 30. I believe you don't know who the fuck you are. I believe you. See, I don't believe you know who the fuck you are before 33. <laughs> Right. No, it's still it's still even a process. Now, granted, I'm not saying that it can't work because everybody Mm -hmm. is not from like some people have it ingrained in them, embedded like it's, you know, it's in their genes and and blood to be married, married, monogamous family. You know, they have their all their ducks lined up in a row and all of that. And even then, even if that's the truth, I still feel like, damn, you really going to stop experiencing at 26, you know, like, damn, you know, um, not that you got to be out here having sex with everybody, but at least even exploring what is really out there, because I just see so many 40 year old people getting divorced because they've been together since 20 or teens and they're like oh my god i need a break i had no clue that there were better people out there there are people who were more fun there are people who were more my speed who were more compatible with me because you could be a great catch and still not be for me you know what i mean so it's like we could have met in college. You were a straight A student. You graduated with honors. You went on to be a whole doctor. I'm a lawyer. We got 
we got good looks we come from you know good stock our families is cool whatever the case is Mm -hmm. and we just seem like the perfect match and then you know i turned 29 and realized that you're great on paper but our chemistry is like not you know pleasing to me you know so I say that to say that you still need a little bit more experience, like, and just options, like just opportunity to explore and eat. Guess what? Even to make sure that this is the type of personality that you want. Maybe this is, Mm -hmm. maybe there is, you know, just give you the opportunity to explore, to see what else is out there that, Oh hell no, I definitely don't want that. You know? And then you come back and be like, yeah, this is the right one. And and it goes both ways, you know, because I really hate that people shame each other for doing it when mm-hmm. they both should be doing it. Now, and I don't mean having sex, but I just mean like they both should be exploring Boring. and stuff, you know. So um, the control thing was a big deal for me because... I talk about how I've been so miserable for a long time trying to force guys to be faithful when I could have just been chilling. Like, and you don't realize it when you're in that age. Mm -hmm. You don't realize like, yo, chill out. You know, you're like, you cheated on me. You're with another girl. You went back to this girl. You did this. You did that. And you're crying and you're angry and you're mad and you're all of this. You're just miserable. And in reality, you should have been doing the same damn thing. (laughs) 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 It's the truth. Have you ever went into a situation for money or mm-hmm. sex and ended up falling in love? Ooh, money or sex, falling in love. I'm having a hard time with this whole love thing. I don't, you know. <laughs> Me too. I've no. I literally sit in my bed and look up at the sky and be like, "Who did I really love?" Because I feel like you never know if you really love somebody until it's over. Because then you know by if mm-hmm. you love the next person more or less. Because you ever been with somebody who you thought you love and then you get with the next person, you be like, oh, I ain't even love him. I love this person. I, this this is love for real. Yeah, <laughs> but I think one thing, so it's something that you say that because me and one of my best friends, Edwin, who used to be one of the former producers, he's mm-hmm. married and we kind of discussed like past my past situations and mm-hmm. he was saying the same thing. At that time, that's what love was yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, so realizing that that's what it was, but now like in hindsight, I can say all the niggas I thought I loved. Right. I didn't love them niggas. Right. I didn't even love myself, so I couldn't. <laughs> exactly. even, I couldn't possibly have loved them niggas. Exactly. And then I thought about exactly what you said. Like, okay, well, at that time, mm-hmm. you did think it was love, so it's valid. Now I haven't come to a conclusion about that yet, but okay, getting into a situation with well, a guy for like, love or yeah, I'm dick. just doing this for the money or the sex or both, and then all of a sudden you like, oh shit, I know, I got caught up. No, I'm actually, I'm I'm very different. Like, <laughs> I'm be honest with you. So, I am obsessed with astrology, right? So I see an astrologer Regularly? every now. Um, like once every couple of weeks. 
Wow. I, I didn't. Um, I it's new. I didn't always have an astrologer. Okay. I just my writing coach actually, um, recommended her to me because like at the end of my book there's a zodiac portion for all the people who follow me on Twitter forever and just call me the zodiac queen because that's all I talk about <laughs> is fucking zodiacs. Yes, I love this. Them. Look, that's that Leo in you. <laughs> Maybe it is because Maybe we're is. obsessed with our sign. Like we're obsessed with ourselves, right? <laughs> yes, facts. facts. Because there's not a Leo on this earth that does not announce it like immediately like within the friggin first conversation like you're gonna know a leo in the first conversation mm-hmm. like because we're just so proud of ourselves mm-hmm. like we're so proud of our sign like <laughs> what other side is better than this one <laughs> right Ooh, so anyway <laughs> don't do that <laughs> so since i'm like obsessed with astrology she saw that in the end and she was like um, she's like, have you ever done your birth chart? And I was like, no. And she was like, um, I said, have you? She was like, oh, yeah. I was like, you know somebody good? She was like, oh, yeah. And she was like, I'll pay for your first session as a gift. I was like, okay. So I scheduled a session with her. She was amazing. She's not a psychic. She's not going to mm. sit up there and be like, oh, you know, this is going to happen to you on August 14th. Yeah. You know, which is was relieving because I don't want you to sit up there and try to waste my money trying to tell me lies. What she does is she talks about the chemistry of the signs that you're comprised of. So you have your sun sign, which is like where Leo, your Scorpio, and mm-hmm. then the moon sign and then the rising sign. Right. So rising holds more weight than moon kind of. But like whatever. Right. So <laughs> that's another time, another day, because I'll mm-hmm. never get off of that. subject. What's your uh, rising and moon sign? My rising is Libra, which is the writer in me, and it's fucking up my life because Passport Cuddy is clearly a Leo, and the Libra is, like, pulling, you mm. know? Like, because it's the exact opposite. It does not want to be in the front. Like, it wants to be mm-hmm. in the back, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. chilling, writing, just being low. And then the the rising is, um sorry, the moon is Aries. Okay. So I have two fires, which is in my favor, but oh, that Libra is killing me. So anyway, so when we had this conversation, she said, um, you have this very unique way about you that you can control your emotions and your feelings and cut things off before it gets too deep, right? So I was like, and that's like kind of like what I was saying as mm. far as the domestic violence thing. It was kind of like it happened, but I will not let it like deteriorate me, linger on. I won't let it weigh me down because it's like exactly where it ends is where it's it's cut off. Like I build like a steel wall or whatever, like nothing goes past that point. So she says the same thing. She says to me, and you do that with men a lot in relationships. She's like, you're the type of person that you can control your um, your feelings. Like you won't, like in a sense, get caught up. So yeah. she said to me, um, I said, she said, you you usually are. She said, you usually have unconventional relationships. So I was like, what is that? She was like, 
part-time and I was like oh that is so true because I've been a mistress to a married man I've had guys who live with their baby mothers like I've always had like some sort of situation where even though we operated as an independent relationship I might have known that they had a whole situation or whatever the case is and that's kind of where the control comes in because I'm still gonna fuck you up if I find out that you fucking with somebody else like at the time like not right now but I'm just saying in my past life right, like right. you ain't gonna be cheating on right. on your wife right and, and me. me no yeah because like <laughs> as soon as that happens I'm really like bitch call your husband and tell him to come home like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> Like I'm keep I'm keeping um away from us, and you not doing not not even a little bit of your job. Like the fuck, I'd rather him be home. I know he don't fuck. I know he don't like you. <laughs> like like even if y'all fucking, I know, I still know he don't like you. So it don't matter. It doesn't matter. You know. I'm so fucking done. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, so she was like, so when she said that, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't go into relationships or situations knowing that they have somebody. It just happens that way. I said, all the relationships that I got into that I wound up making them my whole boyfriend and they had a wife or a baby mama or something like that. I didn't know that in the beginning. And she was like, and what happened when you found out? I was like, she was like, did you leave? And I was like, no, I just started using them. And she was like... So you cut off the feelings and you turn around and like manipulate the situation to be in your, you know, in your favor and take advantage of it. I was like, yeah, because they they tried to play with me <laughs> like you walked in dishonest. So now I'm not going to be genuine with you anymore. I walked into the situation genuine. You turned out to be a whole fraud. Mm. So I like you. So I'm going to still fuck with you. You may be a good look. We may have good dates and enjoy each other's time, have good sex together, whatever quality time, whatever. But now I don't trust you. So now I'm going to handle you accordingly and you don't have no more genuineness out of in me. Like you can't get that out of me no more. And like so like a guy, he'll say something like, you know, Damn, you don't do nothing for me. Tell your bitch to do that. The fuck? You know, like, I would have, in the beginning, I would have tried to you reciprocate. Fucked again. You fucked right. this up. I would have tried it's to reciprocate. It's your fault. Right. I would have reciprocated if you were my real man. But I, you can't pick and choose when you want me to be a girlfriend or, you know, like, you can't do that. So, even when certain things happen they kind of feel they fit they look at me crazy like yo all the shit that i do for you i'm your side chick that's what you're supposed to do like i mean and they but but they really like me you know they really want to be with me they really like me they really think that we have our own independent relationship but i'm not stupid you know some people, they do operate like that. Like, this is my whole boyfriend. I'm like, I'll call you my boyfriend all day. But deep down inside, I'm not operating like that. Like, mm. we could play. But when the chips really fall, like, you know, the, when certain things arise that you want me to prove my loyalty. No, I'm not doing that. Because you, I got to be quiet when the bitch calls. So, no, <laughs> you know. 
It is what it is. I love when I gotta be quiet when the bitch. <laughs> so, what do you find sexist about a man? Mm, humor. Me too. Yeah, like you could get my whole drawers off in four seconds if you' funny. Like I really like personality above everything. Um, and that has proven itself time and time again when I'm like dealing with a guy that I physically am like, ugh, ugh. but he's just so funny. I'm like, oh, whatever, I don't care. I'm saying where I, I need to know just because I'm so ignorant. I yes. need to know like. Because whenever I try to date serious dudes, it always... Oh, just, my God, I hate it. They're ooh, boring. Ooh, child. I just be They're like, boring. nigga, do you laugh? Right. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Do you laugh? Because I, I need you to. I hate that. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. So, we're going to do bird confessions. Ooh. These are rapid fire questions, okay? Uh-oh. You're a bird. Uh-oh. Get ready. Okay. What, what kind, kind of bird am I? You, I'm about to ask you right now. Oh, Lynn, the first question. You know the question? Damn. What kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, flamingo, or peacock? Oh, somebody told me I was an eagle the other day. No, that's not out. <laughs> Come on, eagle leadership. Come on. <laughs> right. All right. All right, an eagle. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, I got to be like the highest flying bird out there. I cannot. <laughs> okay, so you're an eagle. Okay, we're going to add. I'm going to add. We got Amber. We are right. Add that to the list. Favorite Ratchet song? Drip Too Hard. Drip Too Hard. I don't know. It's new. Drip too hard, don't stand too close. You're gonna fuck around and drown off this wave. Gonna and thing. Hold on. Wow, I'll just listen so, to it in the very, damn thing. This is very New York of you. I already know based off the lyrics. Oh, wait. This is Gunna and Little Baby. Oh, I've heard this. Wait. Uh-huh. Oh, Drip Too Hard. Yeah. Yes, I do know this. I like this. The, the young kids know this. Just. Ever you or not? Okay, who do you want to write a song about you? Kanye, Drake, or Future? Uh, um, uh, Kanye. Really? Well, old Kanye? Can I? Can it be old Kanye? Come on, that would be a classic. Roving the fan. Nah, because like, come yeah. on, he was coming mm-hmm. with the. You know, no, I'm gonna give you old Kanye. That's old good. Kanye. Sh- Shorty got asked out to follow up, swallow up a G string, and up top, huh? Two beast things. You know, like okay, no, that like- that was me back in the day before I got a little bigger and got breasts. But before I was just like bottom heavy, and then like two beast things, and I was like, yeah, future. If he rap about you, he he's playing the shit out of you. Damn. He he ain't going. You no. part of his collection. He put a dumb up sure. your butt. Yeah, like he he's he's fucking you in Gucci socks and and kicking ah, you out ah, and ah. you know he's fucking you because his because your baby father tried to sneak this you know like whatever and then Drake he just playing with your mind like too oh much like he God. trying to make you feel like y'all really got something. Kanye is just talking about you. Like he's just, he's just putting your resume out there, you know. Like he's trying to get you he a job. He's trying to get you a new nigga. I'm done. He's trying to get you a job. I mean, look at Amber. No, seriously. Fair. fair he's trying true. to get you. He's trying to get you a new nigga. 
Okay. You that, know? That's, that's fair. No, I fuck with that. <laughs> so who could get the ass first, street pharmacist or gangbanger? Oh, street pharmacist. No, I'm scared of people with guns. Like, if you could sell drugs and have no guns, I'm good with you. Okay. The, the guns, I hate that life. Uh-uh. Because you might fuck around and put a gun to my head. I'm not playing those games. Oh, yeah, like, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all can agree. Right. Dream ghetto love. Lauren London, Nitsy Hustle, Amber and Wiz, Cardi and Offset. Cardi and Offset because Offset is Sagittarius, so I fuck with Sagittarius all day long. <laughs> I do not. You, they, you and a Sagittarius will fucking kill each other. Do you, do you understand why the, the, the relationship between me and my mother is so difficult sometimes? <laughs> oh I love Sagittarius. Me too. They're my favorites. I love them. I'm obsessed with them. They're the best. They are. For us, anyway. Mm-hmm. The only my... thing that we are not good with them for is the fact that they cheat their asses off. Really? No, mm-hmm. literally, like, my dude is a Sagittarius, and I send him every single compatibility thing that I come across, and all it says is how great we are, how compatible we are, how we like to shine, they are chill, they'll let us be the star, they'll follow our lead, they're funny, we like that, blah, blah, they're playful, or, like, they have the greatest things to say about us as a couple, and they say that we lead, they're okay with that, they get money, but we control the whole situation. Oh, this is what we're going to do, this is where we're going to move, this is where we're going to be, this is where we, you know, like, whatever. But he need to be free. Mm-hmm. Sagittarius men are the bachelors of the Zodiac, and they do not like to be committed unless they want to be. And that is usually not very often because they are so fucking manipulative and narcissistic that Jay-Z. they know you're not really going anywhere, so... Jay-Z's a Sag. Yeah. Yeah, the trifling trif- ass thing I know is mm, anyway, <laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, do. Oh, okay. So, neck if you buck or back that ass up? Oh, I like neck if you buck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good, good option. Now, ladies, a Jolly Rancher. Oh, damn. Oh, I love both. Um, <laughs> I'll say Jolly Rancher because I've been eating the. No, no. Oh, I love both of them. <laughs> uh, I'll say Jolly Rancher. Okay. Um, who would you rather get impregnated by, Future or Drake? Um, Drake, because he got less kids already. At least if I be number two on child support, I'm still good. I don't be number <laughs> eight, nine, ten. And he got more money. Drake up to like a hundred th- million. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You smart. Mm-hmm. Love and hip hop, basketball wise or Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, love and hip hop, basketball wise, Real Housewives. I would say what, like that I like mm-hmm. or that I would be on. No, just just as you like. Um, Out of the three. Uh, I like Housewives of Atlanta. You strike me as a married to medicine girl too. I never saw that show. Really? Uh-uh. Really? Mm. But I just like Housewives of Atlanta because I like Atlanta. Mm. And do they be fighting like that? Um, they don't no. really be no, fighting like it's that. It's rare. Right. Yeah. Like they don't really be fighting like, like that. Like Portia so got in trouble when she uh fought Kenya that one time. Yeah. Oh, no, she yeah. did? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, the love and hip hop shit is so is is getting watered down now i can't wait for the new york one to come out at the end of the month i'm gonna see what they do with that because it looks like 
people who were actually in hip hop are back on it, you know? <laughs> like, Fair. okay. So. Okay. Bundles or wig? Oh, bundles. I felt like that. Ass implants or lipo? Which one you getting? Lipo. Okay. Where you getting your lipo? DR Columbia. Oh. Oh, I haven't done my research. <laughs> ah, ah. Just as a you, you just just go initial bird. bird. I would say dr. Okay. Um, baby. Columbia fa- too new. Like nah, I don't ah, know what y'all ah, doing. Ah. I cannot. <laughs> I don't like new shit. Okay, I like old. I like you the, like tried and right, true. Right, like I like the original shit. Like don't be trying to pop up with some new stuff. Oh, go over here for some new lipo. Like. People be like, oh, I'm going to Miami. I'm like, no, you could go a little further to where they was doing it. Before they the last... started this shit. Right. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Apple Bottom, Apple Bottom, Baby Fat or J-Lo? Oh, my God. Uh, I would say Baby Fat. Okay. Um, Uber or Lyft after a fucking or a hookup, I should say. Mm, Lyft is cheaper. But <laughs> she's that girl. But Uber, she's that girl. L- like I said, I'm the originator. Like I always gotta go with the stuff that I know for. Like I don't like change. I don't like change, and I'd be mad that I'm like, oh, I know Uber is gonna be more expensive. But I just like Uber. Ooh, child. Uh-uh. So IG model video vixen. I feel like you based on this conversation we. Oh, IG model video vixen. Um, video vixen. Okay. If you were an IG model, what one would you be endorsing on your IG? Flat tummy tee, <laughs> waist trainer, weave, or fashion nova? Uh, fashion nova, but they gotta let me pick what I want. They not gonna put me in no fucking spandex like everybody else. The fuck? <laughs> Cause I'm sick. I'm like, why they all got on fucking spandex? This is what they want to give away for free. Who the fuck want to buy this shit? Like, put a. You got to put them in an outfit that I want to go purchase, not fucking biker shorts I can get from Forever Twenty One. I cannot. Okay, so your ba- your famous baby daddy cheats on you. Who do you want to cover it? The shade room, baller alert, fam- famous, or Hollywood Unlocked? <sighs> well. Oh, God. See, this is a hard one because if fame covers it, you know it's true because fame got all the fucking tea. But Shade Room got more followers. (laughs) See, so it depends if you want people to believe it or you just want people to see it. (laughs) You know, like, because people don't trust the shade room people don't trust like all of those like oh, no, fame I don't. listen if fame says it it is almost a fact okay because mm-hmm. she don't play i don't know that i don't you should don't. you should look at famous i used to follow famous like a while i don't ago. follow none of them she is you don't follow baller alert or shade room no on instagram no i stopped I don't need oh, that kind stopped. of oh, I need it. that I don't need that kind of negativity. <laughs> you can mute them. <laughs> I just try to get my clients on there for good shit. <laughs> um where are you going your celebrity dinner day? Philippe Childs, Nobu, or Catch? I j- catch. Okay. Um Yeah, I went to Catch the other day and it was pretty good. And I had only been there one of the time and it was for like a a birthday dinner so it was like a preset you know menu okay yeah so i'm a nobu girl 
Um, I actually went to Noble in um, Cali the other day. And I had something that was so good. I was like, Noble is really good. I'm it not going to lie. I don't like chow or none of them like that either. I'm, first of all, I'm sick of fucking Asian places. I don't want to go back to no. I don't want another fucking uh, peanut chicken sauce stick. The fuck? I'm sick of that shit. But the, everything that is chow is like the <laughs> yeah. beginning. That's it's the like, same. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the beginning. I call it the entry level dating pot spots. Or the entry level like baller spot. Yeah. Like this is you just got you just you about to get a million, but you ain't there yet. Right. Okay. Last one. Plan B or prayer. Oh Lord. I don't take pills well, so I always felt like it wasn't gonna work because I gotta chew it. I was like, what about if half of it gets stuck in my teeth? They already this small, like birth control pills. So I went off. Uh, I haven't taken too many plan B's in my life. I would say, I mean, I would take it just in case, but I mean, I'll take it. Okay. So we going with, I don't want to pay for it though. I, I can, <laughs> as you shouldn't. All right. I was about to say, you weren't the one that, uh, <laughs> No that sperm inside you. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So here we go. Okay. So we do Zaddy of the Week, which is every week, which is somebody we feel like deserves our um, bussy flowers. <laughs> um. Who is your Zaddy of the Week, or would you like me to start? Or yeah. Me? Okay. You start. Um. So my Zaddy of the Week is. Hold on one second. His name is. Like guys that I've like come across that I like, or yeah, yeah somebody that you're crushing on thinks yeah. looks good, oh, or God. you know, it could be, it could be Idris, it could be Idris. It don't have to. It can be somebody you it know. Could be somebody, yeah. It could be your barista. It could be anybody. Oh, Why I can't find him on my motherfucking. Anyways, never, Amber, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. I had his name picked out, but now it ain't coming up. Okay, uh, my zaddy of the week. Um, the only person that's coming up, and this is he's not my zaddy or at all. This is real gross. He's my actual brother, oh. but I don't. I'm not crushing on my brother, but he. Um, I'm just really grateful for him because I had a Aww. good talk with him, and he cursed me out in just the l- most loving way. <laughs> And Aww. it was just really sweet, and I love him, and I'm really proud of him. Like he's just someone who really like goes left field for mm-hmm. real, for real. Like you're like, why are you making these decisions? But somehow they work out, and, um, and I'm grateful your other for boo? him. Hmm? The one that you always say that you never say. Oh, my actual zaddy zaddy. Uh, yes, say your zaddy. My actual zaddy Put it out zaddy in the universe, sis. is Zach Fox. Who and is that? He's so weird, dude. Cuddy, uh, uh, uh. Cuddy's gonna judge me, <laughs> but Zach Fox is just no. Because she said she like funny niggas that they, they, they but don't. he's funny, but he's crazy. He's so? also like a weird. He's like a weird funny. But anyway, but I'm I love I love me some Zach Fox. He's just he's so ridiculous. I loved that one tweet where he was like, he said something about like I, I think it was like. I'm blanking. But something about the reason why his uh, relationships didn't work was because he wasn't with a black woman. And. Oh. Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't know him. It just stole my heart. (laughs) (laughs) That's what. Anyways. Shout out to Mine is Shamir. I think I'm saying Shamir Anderson. Sorry. You know him? No. Oh, why? Why? Why you say like that? What's Shamir Anderson? What do you look like? 
Yes. So I told you, don't don't look. Cuddy, Cuddy's gonna Cuddy's yeah. gonna judge me. No, you were see, the one that said he was ugly. Shamir Anderson. No, Zach. No, I I. I like him He's better with the connected beard instead of just the ah, fucking ah, mustache. Ah, 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 I love cutting. What? I, I prefer him with a connected beard. I'm done. Rather than the uh, mustache, the creepy mustache. Yeah, just the mustache. The mustache is creepy as fuck. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend did that like recently. A mustache? And I, just the mustache. I'll be in the comments all the time like, we still on this like i don't i don't even want you but can ah, like can ah, your new ah, bitch ah, have a problem with it because like you should not be doing this i just don't understand i'm done mine is shamir anderson <laughs> shamir anderson is how you spell shamir it's it's official it's s official shamir anderson it's s-h-a-m-i-e-r anderson S-H- so a M I E R Anderson, official Shamir Anderson. So y'all will probably remember Shamir oh, from yay. he was the hotep. He was the fine ass hotep in Dear White People. He was <laughs> okay. Yes, that was him. Okay. He was the fine ass hotep. The one, yeah, with Ashley Blaine. Yep. Mm-hmm. He looked different in every picture. Oh, he do. You know what? I thought he got I thought it was this guy. Oh but no, that's no, no. not him. That's his friend. Oh, but Stephen, Stephen, but him Steph, is Daddy of the Ste- Stephen James, woo, child. So one time I was at a dinner. Oh, y'all found him, huh? Yeah. Um, one time at <laughs> Ooh, um, a dinner, Stephen James. I was sitting right across from Stephen James at Mac Wild's dinner, and it, when I, it, and then Luke James was on the other side of me, and then Little X was on the other side of me. Um. And I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but it was just like a trifecta of fine niggas around me. <laughs> and I remember just being like, does anyone else know that I'm gay? Oh, and my that, God. And that I'm wet right now. Oh, my so God. So, yeah, Shamir Anderson is my zaddy of the week. Okay, so, Cuddy, who's your zaddy of the week? Well, my it's zaddy. It's zaddy. Okay, zaddy. my zaddy of the week is um, Omari Hardwick, but not because he's ghost. Because of that interview that I saw recently of him saying that he told a fan, no, I won't Mm -hmm. take a picture with you because he was there with his wife and his child Mm -hmm. and or whatever. And he was like, she he said she looked at me crazy like what? And he's like, first of all, she came up to me and asked me for a picture, didn't even acknowledge the person that I'm sitting with, with my wife, who she also interrupted and He's like, and this is, he's like, I'm a, like, I'm out the majority of the time working. So like when I get my quality, when I get my time to myself Mm -hmm. to spend quality time with my family, I want to spend it with them. And this is my rider. Like, this is who, like, she's been there for me from, you know, the beginning and Mm -hmm. this and that. And he was just going ham for his wife. And I was like, oh, Oh, you a you a husband, husband. Okay. I I fucking love Cuddy for you. Oh, you a husband, husband. Okay. I fuck with you, Because I always felt like he was a little weird when he wasn't ghost. I'm like, the fuck, this nigga is weird as fuck. He's very quiet. Yeah. He's just he's just weird. He's not weird. He's He's not weird, but he's 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 awkward compared to ghost. Very very much so. And I don't care what any actor and actress in the world says. 
You are who we fucking like you for. All right? Yeah, we like you for ghost. You're a ghost. I cannot. All right. So next is Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. This is one woman who we feel like deserves her flowers but has not received it. It can okay. be your mother. It can be your niece. Anything you want. Anyone you want it to be. Okay. Um, Amber, would you like to start first again? Sure. Um, I want to say Jack A. Harry Ooh. is a bad, bad bitch Hall of Fame. Okay. I fucking love her, and I didn't even realize that she had an Emmy from 227. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I also was just like, she's just hilarious on Twitter and just is like really, oh, I never knew really that. great. Um, and I just think she's a comedic genius, and I don't think she gets enough shine for her comedic genius. So, sister, sister, honey. I mean, sister, sister, two, two, seven. Um, what else does she do? I can't think of nothing else. Oh, you know what is a really bad Netflix movie that y'all should see? That's black. It's like The Room in Three B or something like that. that. Oh, wow. I think I've seen that. She's in that. I think I've seen the the. It's come up in my. It's so trash, but it's so funny. If you like that kind of shit, it's it's funny. Mine is so piggyback off of old school options. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Jasmine Guy. No, ooh, I'm gonna go with Jasmine Guy and Debbie Allen. Okay, but really Debbie, Debbie Allen. But I both, but both of them bad. Dan for Debbie I Allen. Love, when I tell you, everybody talk about Felicia. I'm not saying that Felicia ain't dope. I'm just saying that if I had to pick a sister. I'm picking. Yeah. De- Debbie. Hands down. Debbie was the is the original Solange. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. But yes, yes, yes. I but think Debbie- like, like there's like it's like you love Felicia, like you love Beyonce, but you wanna hang out with you wanna hang out with Solange. Felicia's and- okay for me. Yeah, she okay. anyways. But Debbie <laughs> Debbie is a, Debbie is De- amazing. Debbie. I mean like Debbie. I would cry if I met Debbie Allen. I feel like she would just speak to your spirit, too. Yeah, she was also executive producer of one of the greatest television shows of all time. So, Which one? Um, why am I blanking on it right Fame. now? No, no. Oh, no. oh different, different world. world. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. She is the one, because after first season, which was trash, but like <sighs> seasons two through six, she was executive producing and writing for it. Okay. And she also directs for like um a lot of Shonda Rhimes stuff. Yeah. She directed um some episodes of Insecure. Mm, okay. She's a shit. Yeah. She did. I forgot I felt the episode where um <laughs> where she Molly and Jared stuff. was fucking and Yes, was, I was like, she was, did one of my favorite episodes. And, and he was like, Where you got to go? <laughs> you, you got anywhere to go? No. No. <laughs> You got any more errands? <laughs> no, I ain't got no errands. Woo, Jared. Mm. So shout out Molly to was dumb for that. <laughs> so dumb. Nigga, you could have sucked as got your dick sucked 20 million times by a nigga. I would have still mm, anyways. Who's your who's Sorry. your bad bitch Hall of Fame? <laughs> um, I really like Regina Hall. Mm. I went to go see what was that, the hate you give the other yes. day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like every time I see her, I'm just mesmerized. But I'm like, I love her. No, she's amazing. Yeah, I she's, really like she, her. I've, I've actually, she's she's been inducted. I really, I was, yeah. I really like her. Yeah, she, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's just now getting her due. Yeah. Just now. Like, yeah. it's been like Like, she's getting year. more roles now. Yeah. Like, she just started well, getting them. I mean, maybe that could potentially not be true, but we feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. 
No, but I actually do think she oh, actually okay. is getting more okay. royal. Okay, like good. it's been pretty consistent. Okay, cool. I feel well like. good. Yeah, she deserves. Yeah. yeah. So as all every episode we close it out on good bussy vibes. This one says, if you have experience, if you have experienced what you once felt was rejection, abandonment, or love not being reciprocated, tune in and see if and tune in and see if it was in fact your energy repelling what was never a good match for you. Mm. Once again, if you have ever, if you have experience what you once felt was rejection abandonment or love not being reciprocated mm-hmm. tune in and see if it was in fact your energy repelling what was never a good match for you and this is by Miriam Hasnah and this came from my my one of my followers named Chelsea it's really good yeah it oh child no mm. that's a great 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 mm. a quote yeah mm, sometimes my spirit, my my spirit has repelled a lot of shit, and I'm thankful for it. <laughs> Amen. Oh my God. Mm, a word. <laughs> um, so, Cuddy, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I had a great time. With I had you a great guys. time too. Boo. So, where can people follow you? Anything you would like to promote? Okay. So, my I am most active on Instagram. It's passport underscore Cuddy C U T T Y. I'm on Twitter with the same handle. Uh, I really do not use Facebook. I do have a Facebook page, but (laughs) I literally went viral on Facebook last month for talking about West Indians. I got over, I got over a million views on this video saying that I ain't want to fucking get WhatsApp and send no barrels back home. All right, so like I. So I'm famous on Facebook and I still only got like a thousand followers over there. I'm like, because my name wasn't on the video, so they didn't know who it was. So um my book is called The Emin Man is for Money. It's on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Kobo, and what's the other one? Uh Barnes and Noble. Yeah. It is on Audible. Most a lot of people are loving the audible of it because I narrate it. And um, it is also in print on Amazon as well. And that's about it. Tune into my videos every single day on Instagram. Yes, like and comment. I go live sometimes and we have like a whole community of all my followers. We call them Do the Cutty have- Coat. I was about to say, what do you call your followers? The Cuddy Cult. Oh, yes, because then you got the sweater. Yes. yes. I'm a Cuddy Cult member. They love, 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 love when I get on live. And um, I stopped giving advice in my DMs mm-hmm. because it got overwhelming. So now you can actually book a call with me to talk to me about whatever the hell you want to talk to me about for half an hour or an hour. It's called a Cuddy Call. It's in my profile, so you could just click book and see what that's all about. Yes, come on. Yeah. Yes, come on. <laughs> I'm, look, we're going to start doing bussy calls. <laughs> Amber. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Bussy Calls. <laughs> this is Amber and Savoy. Oh what would you like to tell us? <laughs> yes. That is so funny. We got to do it in a lighter voice, so it kind of feels like ASMR. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was giving you. I was giving you my. No, sex that was that was voice. a good one. Oh. She had a good sex operator you know, voice going it was on. Bussy. <laughs> I hate you. I'm mad. I'm mad. You rubbing yourself. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, thank you, Katie, for coming. Thank you for having to me. To all my lovely listeners or new people, um, tell a friend to tell it that and tell it that to tell a prayer. <laughs> um, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's ePrayThought. On Instagram, it's a zero instead of a O. I don't know. Instagram don't want us to be that. And then, of course, we follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and Google Music Play. Subscribe. Um, give us a rating. One quick shot. One motherfucking thing. Somebody left a rude-ass statement on my motherfucking, on, on one of the comments. And I normally don't respond to comments because people make bad comments. But I just want to say, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm not going to say what the comment was about. But fuck you. And you know who you are because you're from Baltimore. You raggedy motherfucker. Uh-uh. And I'm glad that you're not listening no more. <laughs> Smooches. Bye, Thanks, <bitch>. thoughts. <laughs>